Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Cantina MX Football Podcast. Tonight, we are going to recap the second match week of Clausura Guardianes 2021, which is actually still going on right now, Leon. Nil-nil with Pachuca, 80th minutes. And before we go any further, let's introduce the panel tonight. Gents, how are we doing? Lillian. I'm doing good. Enjoying some of the some of the tears of the of the trophy chasers, of the trophy believers that are still in disbelief that they're uh you know, that their wonder boy is no more. At least for the at least for now. Yes. He's gone the way of uh, Fierro. He, no. <laughs> Wait, unless unless he's at San Jose, but Fierro... Didn't he go to Fierro? San Jose? Hey, don't sleep on Fierro. He had over, almost, I would say almost 200 games in Liga Mekis. Yeah, yeah, he played. No, but did, played didn't, didn't Chofis go to San Jose? Not yet. It's not official. No. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's like, I wonder what... I wonder what's going on there because uh, looks to me like St. Saint Joe is in no hurry to get him. <laughs> Man, they don't even want him, dude. No, they don't. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, and then with some other stuff, we'll probably talk about some news that I saw. Oh, yes. You know who's not doing well today? Monterrey, despite their 1-0 victory against America today, 17 of the players tested positive for COVID-19. What in the... What is going on, man? 17 cases. Can you guys believe that? Yeah, yeah. that was... That was a major, major screw-up from someone right there, man. It could have been the... um, It could have been the podologa. What, what do they call the The massage lady, man. <laughs> Or maybe they have like a steam room. They all went in there to. Oh wait, they were away. They were away at America. They were in the effort, man. They must have gone no, celebrate. They were, they were at home. No, they were at oh, home. Oh, they were at home. Yeah, they were at home. Okay, so yeah, if they have, I, I don't know if you ever seen like sometimes when they show like the um, they'll show like the back the locker room and you'll see like four or five guys. In a, like a hot tub. Oh, yeah. Or the yeah, ice yeah. tub. Yeah. Man, if those guys were doing that, they just spread it all over. Well, like uh, 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 sorry, uh, real quick. Rayelos, Rayelos had their first game on the road in Jalisco in uh, Guadalajara against Atlas. So it takes about two weeks for symptoms to show up. So it could have possibly been <laughs> that. And then, you know, you go back to, to um, Nuevo Leon uh, and, and maybe, you know, I don't know, between that bus ride or flight, whatever, they might have caught it there. But go ahead, Chiquis. Well, this is this is what I think. Like, if you look at it in the real world, like with families and stuff, all it takes is one person. And I would consider a, 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 a club, a soccer team, to be a, a household, like yeah. a family. So Absolutely. you don't wear masks when you're – you don't wear masks when you're on the field. You don't wear masks when you're celebrating, hugging each other. So you're pretty much one household – you know, all twenty, however many players are on the team. So if one of so those who? person, one of those people go out and party, and they get it, and then they reunite oh, yeah. with their family, 
Hmm. And they just infected the whole team. Well, you know, almost all the team, Easy. like 17 players. So that's, that's so the which, deal. Man. Which player, Chiquis? <laughs> who would you pinpoint? Who was the culprit of this? Ooh. Now we're we're starting to, to take guesses. All right. Monterrey? I don't know. I don't know Monterrey. Yeah, no, it could have been uh, anyone. Re- yeah, renowned uh, Pachangueros or something. I don't you know, know what? <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Todo fue la culpa de Layun. That is true, man. That is true. Um, yeah. We need to get that hashtag trending again. Unfortunately, it, it really is that simple. You know, it's kind of like the Musketeers all for one and one for all. When it comes to this COVID thing, all it takes is one player to infect, you know, the an entire like infrastructure. You know, I've unfortunately I lost like two ants this way, this, this, this month, you know, back to back, man. Like mm. they, uh, they stayed at home. They were very cautious, but you know, the people around them that they live with weren't brought it back to the house, you know, and within a week they were in the hospital and boom dead you know so it's like this virus is still highly contagious and uh i don't i think like people kind of like oh we're on you know year two now you know we can be a little bit lax things are starting to get back to normal but i still feel like they're maybe they're not taking as many precautions as more as 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 they were in the beginning when this all you know because I was watching like uh you know Tottenham All or Nothing and Leeds and and all these like TV shows and uh they did record shows uh or episodes after the pandemic hit and like every player had like space between one and you know like when it came to like them warming up or them getting massages on the table it was like one player and then there was an empty table and then another player like they were still like you know super cautious about keeping their distance. But, yeah, Monterrey um, was like, and I don't know. They're having a pool party. Yeah, I think though in Mexico, um, it's not as the sense of urgency isn't as great, but I think it is pretty good. I was talking with um, a Brazilian uh, girl at work, and she said in Manaus, they thought with the new year that everything was back to normal, and so they had like tons of infections. <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know if it's like the government or whatever, but they wow. thought everything was back to normal and they started like proceeding to do whatever they wanted to. And um, now they're like suffering. They they need uh, oxygen. Yeah. So I know a lot of stories like that. In Mexico city, it's bad. In Mexico city, I guess it's still, they're happening. So two, all right, let me ask you guys this two weeks into the season. You get a, a, a you know a bad case uh, a, a bad breakout like this with Rayados. Uh, their next game is against Leon, which are actually currently still playing right now against Leon uh, against Pachuca. No, no, eighty six minute. But would you suspend that game because you're out? You know, seventeen players. I don't even know if they have enough to field another team. And then also America. You think both of those games should be suspended? What do you guys think? Yeah, I would. I if I'm Rayados, I would. I would ask to get the game rescheduled. Yeah. There's nothing. If you can't kill a team, man, reschedule it. That's already happened before, right? With, uh, I forget which game. I know Tijuana had a really, really bad breakout uh, last season. They had about, I think about similar, about 17 of them. I know Santos did too. And, and a lot of those games just got postponed and they had a, you know, replay them 
And uh, I, I hope that's the yeah. case because, I mean, if you're Leo and you're like, fuck that, man, I'm not going to play against you guys. <laughs> we're about to get sick. <laughs> it's like, yo, we already won the championship. We're not, you know, we're cool right now. We're chilling. Yeah, and they could. That's that's a good point. If if you're the rival, you could, you could, um, you know, make a case for not wanting to play a team that it's been heavily infected. But then again, you you might want to play them of their own. You know, it's it's all their scrubs. <laughs> you're playing their reservas and and bench players. Yeah. So, I mean, while we're on the topic of Monterrey, might as well kind of recap the game. It was uh, a, a tale of the two new coaches, Aguirre and uh, um, Solari. And uh, it was actually a pretty tame game. Unfortunately, uh, all it took was a penalty from Funes Mori, which that makes him his third goal in, in two ga- in games. And they pretty much coasted after that a 1-0 victory. Um, one fact to point out that I find very interesting so far, uh, especially with Aguirre, is the fact that Monterrey has yet to concede a goal. So uh, putting out a lot of goals and also not conceding any, uh, is Aguirre the truth, guys? What do you guys think? Oh, he's been. He's, he's been for a long time, you know. Um, I, I think uh, my question was that, before the start of the season was how long it would take him since he's been out of Mexico for how long has he like been gone over least. 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so after Pachuca, right? He left. Yeah. I mean, he did come for the national team, but it's not the same. Um, and he, so, I mean, so, I mean, um, but, but I think this guy, seems to right away but not he did you know we did talk about how his first arrival was easy and then i mean it's, i don't know i make it still tough but we, we've been talking about their impending downfall you know so maybe maybe we're seeing it I but so. i think um no i expect they have the most expensive squad and they have a really good coach. Uh, so, yeah, things are lining up. I think Monterrey definitely should be contenders. Yeah, you actually uh, you brought out a really good point. I'm trying to see if I can find the, the, the data, but uh, I did see a, a, a photo, and it showed, you know, who are the most expensive squads in the Clausura 2021, Monterrey with an estimated value of 79.2 million. Um, and then Cruz Azul, 70.5, America, 68.3, Tigres, 67.7, and Chivas at exactly 67 million. And uh, those don't necessarily correlate or translate into success as we've seen with, you know, Cruz Azul, Chivas, and America really struggling at, at the current moment. But, man, I, I didn't think the squads were that expensive, man. That's That was very, very uh, interesting news to for me, at least. 
Yeah, it's and it's um, you know, and then on top of that, you have to add the wages. Oh, so yeah. I think, uh, I think in wages, Chivas is it'll be lower than those teams. And I think, not to like toot our own horn or anything, but you know, Chivas is the only team on that list that consists of only Mexican players. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means that they're overvalued for what they're actually worth or if, I don't know, maybe they're just... It is. Yeah. No, it is to an extent. They do They do well just because there's not that many players. We've talked about how many players there is in Liga MX. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like given the amount of teams... And how many Mexican players? I think it's, there was like 120, you know? So, Wow, that's such a small pool. Get, <laughs> it is, it is. You look at like Argentina, it's like 300. Argentines playing. Um, of course, not all of them will get, but it's still it's still like more than double. Um, and so, so that's why like a, a lot of, Players, you start doing good, they get overhyped, and then they'll they'll try to sell them for a lot of money. Um, the Pumas guy was one that comes to mind, the striker. Um, what was his name? Lalo? Lalo? No, 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 Mexican. Oh, oh Mexican dude, the... Lalo. His name was... I think it was. They... Chivas wanted him, and yeah, then yeah, the Pumas yeah. was like asking for all this money. And he ended up going to uh, his career ended up tanking. To man. Rangers was it? To Rangers or was it? He yeah, he did. Scotland. Yep, he did. And he just laid a fart, just <laughs> disappeared. Ended up, but for like a season or two, he seemed to be the next, you know, mm. the next best thing. And and he just fizzled out. But that happens, you know, where we see some Mexican up, upstart, and they'll have a one, two good seasons. And and the media usually is, and and that's why the media is quick to do it because there's not that many players. If there was way more better players, there would be higher expectations. But expectations are pretty low, which uh, explains trophies. Uh, I'm, 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 I had to throw that Pedrada <laughs> right there. I gotta ask Cheekies, man, what happened to Lalo Herrera? Because he played a significant, like a significant amount of games for Pumas and and a lot of goals for them, and he just f- fell off the face of the earth, man. What, what gives? He was doing okay for uh, I forget what club he went to. Uh, so he forgets. He Cheekies, man. He went to uh, so for Pumas, he was there from 2011 to 2017, but he was loaned out to Santos. Uh, and then uh, Veracruz before going to Rangers. But majority of his goals and success was at Pumas. 40 goals in 151 games. Yeah. He, he just isn't. He's good. He's like a good, uh, a good uh, like target player, but it's not the greatest. You know, it's bad when Guli Peña ended up scoring more goals in Scotland. <laughs> He's not even a striker. Oh, man. So kind of uh, recapping the second fixture, we, we as we were recording our episode on Friday, uh, we had already re- uh, recapped Necaxa. They won 1-0 against San Luis. Both had penalties in stoppage time. 
And then as we finished recording, the Juarez and Tijuana game ended up nil-nil. Not much substance there, except for the fact that Tijuana is also uh, the uh, one of the few teams that has not conceded a goal. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, let's talk about Chivas because they had their game at home and it was against Toluca and they scored a very satisfying goal for Jesus Molina, uh, redeeming himself from missing the penalty last week against Puebla. And I didn't even get to like sit down from my, from screaming and, and being excited. <laughs> as soon as I sit down, uh, Toluca had already, uh, returned the favor and the game ended up one, one. Ouch. Ouch. It's one of those games, man. It's bad luck. <laughs> bad luck to what? Get up? <laughs> no, just for the the team hit hit you back. I mean, it doesn't happen often where the the rivals will hit you back so quick. Yeah, you know, usually they're still in shock of the goal, uh, but for them to just claw one back that quick, it it you know, I mean, I wouldn't attribute all of it to bad luck, but. It, it you know plays a place a bit into it. Yeah. Plus, um, I, I think I think a lot of fans. I, I think when it comes to Liga MX, they will downplay a lot of the rivals mm. and make it seem weaker than they are. And I, I think uh, I know Puebla was one because I was hearing, I was hearing the, that she was the Norte lads and they were talking about how. They all expected a win, and it's like, yep. Last season, Puebla showed they were not going to be a pushovers, and they had some surprise victories wins. You yeah. know, they yeah, and it's like so you really can't go into the match like that. Um, Chivas is a good team, but they're not like strong like that strong where you you should expect wins. I mean, they'll have games where they're where they're like the favorites. But we can't really expect them to have a win just because in name, you know, and tradition, they're bigger. Mm -hmm. um, and then Puebla, I think Puebla showed, and we'll talk about them a bit later, mm -hmm. why there's still no pushovers. Mm -hmm. uh, That's right. At least not so far. Um, and so Toluca was one of those teams. And I know a lot of times we get stuck with like a certain image of them, just the way Cruz Azul has the whole Cruz Azuleo. Yeah. Um, and so Toluca, yeah, was coming from like these horrible seasons where they were just getting spanked and humiliated. But around the time Chapo comes in, that team became just like it's, it, it, you could say they stopped the bleeding and uh, they weren't playing as good, but they weren't, they weren't exactly getting, they weren't getting whooped. By Kansas and City. Then, yep. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they, <laughs> nobody they, was going into Bombonera and just stomping on them, and and you know he gets booted for whatever reason, but with the interim coach, they fought back and they made it to the to the Liga, and I was like, so you know those were two teams that Chivas has played, they were in Liga mm -hmm. last season and this season are you know uh, they say they're gonna make. They're, they're going to put up a fight to be back there. So, and I, I know, I know it's been disappointing that it hasn't been a win yet, two games, two draws. Mm. But it, it's not going to be easy. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, man. I I, I did. I'm one of those people that demanded <laughs> victory. I mean, I, I said it like uh, on our on our preview for for uh, the 2021 season. I said, oh, look at this schedule. You know, you got Puebla, Toluca, and Atleti. That's three victories in a row. You know, and you know that was like the the you know the expectation. But the reality yeah. is, uh, this team still needs a lot of work. And uh, even against Toluca, man, it's 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 the same. It's the same thing. Every game, Chivas always show that they're the better team. But in that final third. They just have the worst decision making ever. Like their IQ once they hit that final third is just <laughs> it's terrible. Uh a lot of instances they just don't know what to do with the ball. They always try to go through the outside in or they'll, you know, they'll try to, you know, penetrate through the middle, but then they just have a really bad pass. Uh the biggest chance for the game after the one one was Uriel Antuna who has those moments where, you know, he he, rem- he gives me flashbacks of, like, Jurgen Dam, you know, where he does a really good job of shaking off the defender and dominating with speed. But then in that, for some reason, when it comes to, like, all right, what do I do with the ball now? I don't know. Instead of going for the for the shot, he ends up crossing it back. And and <laughs> it just, the the whole thing fizzled out. And I'm like, wow, he could have, he was better off just shooting the shooting it at the goalie maybe getting a rebound and having somebody else tap it in. But there's just moments like that where it's like, that's a like in the playoffs and stuff, like that's how you get eliminated. And uh, I know good for us that we're, you know, two weeks into the season, there's plenty of time to get better. But um, Vucetich hasn't been that great defensively either. And he he's known for being a defensive, you know, great coach. And uh, we're not seeing any, any of that either. So I don't know, man. I kind of feel like, well, what is he doing right? Oh, well, I mean, last season the team went with three games without even scoring a goal. Yeah. And uh, the first game. So it was the yeah. three three straight defeats. Uh, I think Puse is the coach that, and I'll say it again, he, he'll he take you to the promised land, man. And I think that's that's the important thing when you have a team like Chihuahua that went what was it, two, three years without even qualifying? Yeah. So I, I think he gets the job done. I think he'll he'll put them there. And then I think, you know, to his tactics-wise, I think that's that's more geared for Liguilla. When it wants to, and we saw it. He, he got that win over America, which was, uh, I still think it's a huge win. And so, um, you know, if, if, if he could, do another run to the semis or to the final. I, I don't care how he gets there. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. You know, I, I know for a lot of fans, they want, they want that attractive dominating style. And I think, uh, I want to see blood, man. Who, I want to see. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> who, who doesn't want that? But I mean, it's, it's not that very few teams can achieve that, you know, have that. I, I'm okay with not seeing like the instant gratification, the instant results. Like that's fine. You know, I know this is a process. Uh, my thing though is intensity and overall aggressiveness. And I, I think what really made me realize this was again, I've been like binge watching uh, all or nothing Tottenham yeah. and uh, Mourinho, you know, he was in the locker room and he was just talking shit to all the players. Like you guys, you guys are too good. You know, you guys are good boys. 
I don't want you guys like that on the field. You guys need to be aggressive. You guys need to like, you know, stop these these counterattacks like before they, you know, develop. And that means you're going to get yellow. That means you're going to be, you know, pulling shirts and stuff. Like I need you guys to be aggressive. And it took like a very it took them like the whole season for them to finally, you know, bring that intensity and and uh towards the end that's when they started to see success. So I would like to see Chivas with like, you know, roll up the sleeves and, and just be a little bit more aggressive and, and not be so like passive all the time. Cause I feel like a lot of the times they kind of just, they, they, like they zone out for, for like 20 minutes and you're like, what the fuck are they doing, man? <laughs> it's just little, little, little pockets like that throughout the game that I'm just like, yeah, this needs work. Uh, intensity needs to, needs to go up. But yeah, that's that's my little rant about Chivas. No, yeah, I, I agree. Um, but in, I mean, overall quality of players, I, I, I just it's just not not that many players that are at that other level. I think in the past, you know, when we saw that really good Chivas team, uh, you know, was it six or seven? Mm-hmm. That was a group of players that have been playing together for a long time. True. Since, since youth, since Tapatio, uh, and then the team with Matias had, they had that about chemistry. You know that that good season with the doblete, and uh, but but see, it was only short. Yeah. <laughs> it was short, short lived. Uh, in league, in league, I should say, because he won. I, I think people add up all those trophies. Yeah. Uh, and I think they give too much credit sometimes to that Copa MX. And yeah. uh, but but if we were just to look at how the team was performing in league, it was that that season of the doblete and a couple games here and there. The rest, it was, you know, ends up leaving through the back door with a 17th place finish, and then on the season where he couldn't even get a win at home. Oh, so yeah. so yeah, it's it's uh. It's not that easy, man. Uh, but I, I, I still think, for me, that's last on the list for Chivas. Like as far as like what they want to achieve, and right now I think the first one is become a Liga team. <clears throat> and and you know it, that shouldn't be a goal because it's Chivas, it's a grande. But we went over their, we went over the record. What was it like two pots ago or three? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it's not pretty, man. They just—they're not that team, you know. They're a team that will miss a miss two, three times, you know. And then, and what was the last time they missed five ligas in a row? So I think the first major goal should be this team's always ligia, ligia bound. Once you get that out of the way, then you know start being. Uh, you know, I think automatically once you're qualifying, you're bound to become a contender. And then I was the ultimate goal to win, start winning silverware. Yeah, you got to create that habit of 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 just yeah. be competing and and being in those in those contention spots. Let's talk about. Then after oh. that, yeah, do do yeah. the you focus on on you know tiki tac or whatever you want to call it. I feel it. Now let's talk about <laughs> I don't know man I think after that loss uh 
the elimination for for Cruz Azul there they've just been broken uh back-to-back losses to start the season and this time Juan Reynoso facing his his former club that fired him and they lost at home 1-0 to Puebla they had did they have the four zero lead? <laughs> they didn't have a four zero lead. Huh? No, which game was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I mean last year, yeah, when they had that four zero lead and they got eliminated. Oh I was looking I was looking at an old meme. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was the result here? Uh with Puebla it was just a one zero defeat. And one zero uh, defeat, ouch. And you know, it's again. Uh, like like I said, you know, like oh Puebla, that's an easy win. And then how you've said, like, hey man, don't don't sleep on Puebla, man. They're they're, they're fighters, and it was it was quite yeah. quite evident. And and the the other thing we talked about, um, Jaime, before the start of the season, we were talking about how the locker room could be divided. Oh yeah, just because of that big shakeup, you know, they had the big shakeup the accusations and and. and yeah, like match fixing and, and, and yeah, was it true or wasn't it? And and who were the players? And so yeah, that that has some that could have implications. That 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 does cause ruptures. And and so yeah, we were saying how it sucks for for Reynoso to come in, and he's inheriting this, you know, steaming pile of flaming turds. <laughs> it, it, it sucks, dude. It it just sucks to. Uh, come in like that because he was, you know, uh, the team's obviously trying to, like, be on the straight path or they're doing their best. And and to start off like that is just, oh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But, I mean, the season is still young. Let's see, though. Let's let's see what happens. Um, You know, they do have the the new directiva now that the uh, Alvarez and whatever his brother-in-law is named, they're supposedly not there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's and right. So let's see what happens. But um, was it Ormeño that scored again? No, Ormeño did not score. He uh, scored on the first game though, right? Of the season. He did. He scored a really nice yeah. goal against Chivas. Uh, that's... It was Tamo. <laughs> that was a good Christian Tavo oh. is like a he's a legit player, man. Like he'd be a top uh, forward for any team. Um he's just been with Pueblo for a long time and doesn't get like all the all the, don't the get recognition, huh? Yeah, all the recognition, but he's been solid for Pueblo for, for a little while and uh scored a pretty nice goal. Just uh Cruz Azul. So it, I wouldn't give and then they tied, of course, they tied uh they tied Chivas. So I would like and Toluca tied Chivas, so you know, don't don't consider Puebla, I think, less than like a Toluca level, right? Currently, no, no, yeah, we were, in, we were, they're in fourth, we were or fifth place right now. Yeah, last season they were like they were just scrappy team, and one thing we talked about now that Reynoso was gone, was he going to affect? You know, was it was it going to have a negative effect? But it doesn't seem that way. They still seem to be, you know, they're going to go down swinging. <clears throat> um, and a lot of times when some of these teams that are like competitive, when, when they usually, you know, start sucking hard, 
it's because the directiva will sell some of the some of the better players. They'll just cash in on them. But I don't think Puebla's old, you know. If and you're talking about that player, and they have Ormeño and, and some of the other guys they have there, so it looks like, you know, it, it looks like for for the for the Camoteros, they they, they could very well have another another uh, good season. Um, yeah, they got uh, they got George Corral. If you remember him from the national, I think he was on the national team for a little bit. Uh, Diego huh. de Buen, I think he was a youth player. I remember him on the like U seventeen team that won the World Cup. I think he was one of the players. Yeah. So yeah, they got they got some okay players there. They 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 use I guess three forwards: Tavol, Ormeño, and Lalo. They have Lalo too. We were just talking about Lalo. Um, oh, yeah. it. Chiquis couldn't remember, man. One, once they leave <laughs> yeah. Seoul, once they leave yeah, Seoul, he, that, he just he he drops them from from it's, all social media. Well, it, it's like <laughs> leaving a following. grande, man. It's like leaving a grande. It's like trophies going oh. from Chivas to San Jose. It's like who's oh. like, like, gonna follow now? <laughs> like, like, where did that oh. dude go? What what happened to him? What about uh, este Coco, the 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 player that? Was your goal scorer, and you guys sold him to Tigres. I think he, I think he upgraded, man. He went to, no, he went to a bigger club. Guy, he went to an international. Guy, he went to an international winning club. Who, who is, who, where did where did he even go to, man? <laughs> Cocoliso, man. Is Coco? Is Coco? Didn't he go to like Portugal? Cocoliso. Oh, another one. Yeah, another Coco. Yeah, the he he was literally like their top goal scorer last season, and then. Uh, yeah, he was a huge loss. He sold. He sold. They sold him to Tigres, man. Um, speaking of speaking of, real quick, speaking of lost like players, uh, I was watching Chicharito play Warzone on oh. Twitch, and uh, he, they were talking about uh, Pina Arellano. Oh wow! And, uh, oh. And Chicharito, Chicharito goes, "Oh, you know Pina," and he says, "Yeah, oh, saludamelo." <laughs> so they were talking about Pina, man. That's, I, I he, thought, I thought he, that was he's still playing. Both. They both came yeah. up at the same time, so they were both at Chivas. He's also uh, Are, at Puebla, I think. Arellano was like he was ahead of Cheech for a while, uh-huh. where he was like the the main. You know, he was like he was just scoring some really good goals, and everyone was excited, and so everyone thought this is the next best thing, and then Chicharro started scoring goals too. All of a sudden, you have two players that are just I'll, killing it. I'll tell you what happened because I mean, Pina was he was one of my favorite uh, players. Um, Same. I was actually at his debut, which was in San Jose. They they played some team from uh, like Japan or Korea, and uh, the tickets were super cheap. And I got to see him like first front row, and uh, that was his like uh, debut for Chivas. You know. Cause they were still in the off season when they signed him and uh, he was a great player, very fast, but he was one of those players that are injury prone. So he, yeah. would, he would go on this crazy, crazy tear. And one of the most like memorable, like um, goals was like in Libertadores, bro. This guy was scoring some big, big boy goals and making some big boy um, moves. And, uh, you know, he got injured. So Chicharito stepped up and kind of just took off from there. And after that, man, it was, he basically retired him. <laughs> you know, it was, it wasn't even close, man. Chicharito, Chicharito was like just the man. And 
Borghetti, you know, was just he, he told everybody like, hey, man, I see this guy in training, bro. Like, I know you guys are like hyping up Ariano, but dude, trust me, like this kid Chicharito, he's he's real. He's a real deal. And like a couple weeks later, man, boom, he was right. <laughs> so he, yeah, no, but they're sort of like but, different but, players, though. They could have played. Yeah, they were. Yeah, each it's, it's kind of like a winger. And then Chicharito but left it, real quick. I think that he Ariano, he, he just from his injury, he never really, he never. Yeah. It's like he didn't fully recover. I don't know how much of that was mental, you know, where it messes with. Do you think another injury in my career is over? Yeah. And you could play scared. He just ended oh, up becoming no. Venado 2.0, man. Oh, man. But Venado, you know what? He ended up having a good season when Chivas finally won. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? He, oh, was, six. he was part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was, at one point, you know, um, selection bound. And I remember when he, it was his debut, and they played Brazil. At, I think it was at the Jalisco. Jalisco, yeah. And this dude was clowning the Brazilians. Mm-hmm. He it, it was like he was just dribbling and, and just like juking them to the point that Ronaldinho goes and kicks him. <laughs> he gets him from behind, man. He just like sweeps him from behind because uh, he was making some of these guys look bad. And it's like... You know, I guess his his Brazilian hood came in him where it's like, it's like they got this thing where it's like, okay, you could juke someone like once or twice, but once you keep doing it, you're like humiliating them. Yeah. And it becomes like fighting words. And I think this dude kept doing it. I can't remember to who it was. Uh, It was the player marking him and... (laughs) Man. And uh, Medina was like 17 at the time, maybe 18, with the senior national team, and he was just going to town on this. Oh wait, are you talking about are you talking about Venado? You talking about Venado when he was? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He, it was Venado. Yeah. It was I think Ojitos Mesa. Was oh, the dude, coach. he was. And they played at Jalisco, and I think it was three three draw. I... And, uh, the Negris scored a pretty nice goal, man. Uh, the, the Tano de Negris. Uh, del Turco, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not Turco, but he was the uh, the the brother, right? The one that passed away. Yeah, the... passed away. Yeah. Yeah. That the was Tano, a... Tano, I re- Tano, dude, <laughs> I remember that. I would pay anything to see that game again because it was very, very exciting. A lot of drama. And uh, I, I remember that. I remember that game with Venado coming in with his bright orange vapors and doing a little samba dance and I'll do, I want to say like, it was, it was like Cafu or it was like, it was like, not just like any, you know, B seaside defense. No, it, this guy was like proven, man. Like this defender was like, you know, like they, I want to say like they were like world cup winners and shit. Like, they, like this was not a, like a, a lax team, man. This was a, the real deal Brazil team. Well, he, he was quick and he had that, he had that signature move. It was the same move that he would do yeah. all the time. Bicicleta or where he would like, no, he would like move his. He would put his right foot like, and wave it above the yeah, ball, like yeah. right, right, right and left, mm-hmm. and then sort of like trick him. To it was like a. It, w- it wasn't a going. bicicleta. It was a unicycle. Because <laughs> it was just one leg. Yeah, it was just one leg, left and right, left and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's sort of like the the what is it the cost cost or whatever the, the from costly like oh it was sort of like, I don't know costly used to juke some Mexicans man he he would make some Mexicans yeah. And uh, 
and Venado, I guess, would do that a little bit. I remember I, I gift like a lot of his. He would do that to the U.S. national team a lot, also. Yeah, <laughs> he would make them look foolish. It's one of my favorite memories of Venado. Um, man, we went on a real tangent there, talking about Puebla Cruz Azul. Uh, I actually had one more note about the game, and this was uh, it ended up becoming a meme very quickly. But Cabeza Rodriguez, I guess, was caught uh, like I don't know at a party with like some chicks. So, like, you know, they started to criticize him heavily because, you know, he's breaking, like, protocol or whatever, you know, the whole stay-at-home thing. And then, obviously, the biggest thing to, like, nail the the nail in the coffin was uh, he 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 missed his his striker boots uh, that Saturday, you know, against Puebla. He, he had a terrible game. So, it's like you can't go out and party and then also, like, just not show up to play, you know. Like, you're going to get scrutinized heavily. So, you know, I think there's talks about him maybe getting disciplined by the club uh, for doing that. Oh, also, I don't know if this might be old news, but uh, I think uh, Santi, uh, not Fernandez, uh, Jimenez, didn't he go off on uh, Huerta? Oh, did he? I think so. But it it might have been like... talking about the Cruz Azul striker? uh, Chaco Jimenez's kid. yeah, he was going off on Huerta. But it might be it might be clickbait because I've I've installed the two day app on my phone. Uh, and I'm noticing it's giving me a lot of clickbait stuff. Yeah. Um, unfortunately that's journalism in twenty twenty one. It's it's all clickbait. You know, like uh I know with Macias, they made it sound like, Oh, he hasn't been picked for the second week in a row, but it was the reality is he has COVID, so he can't be picked. Dummies. But uh yeah. He's he's also uh, in that. I think he's on his final year of the contract with Cruz Azul, so it's like oof. Like talk about timing, man. Like you need to be on par, on point. I mean, you know, you're you're basically working for like an extension, or I don't know. At least if you're not gonna try and get an extension with the club, at least show everyone else outside that hey, you know, you can sign me and I can move somewhere else. But on your final year of your contract, you don't want to be slacking off, man. Nope, unless you already have something guaranteed. <clears throat> so we talked about Monterrey, uh, America, that game 1-0 on Saturday. Um, Chiquis, what what happened on, on uh, Sunday morning? Pumas, uh, quite, a, quite a big victory for them. 3-0 at home against Mazatlan. And... Uh, Bouncing back from last week, man. Last week? What? Did, uh, the uh, draw against Tijuana. Oh, I thought you said, uh, I mean, I still pulled out, or Martin actually pulled out his como, no sé cómo se siente perder gift or picture. <laughs> so, uh, That's right. <laughs> Pumas, Pumas is back in the groove again. Um, but that was Mazatlan, man. That was Mazatlan. They looked really bad. Mm. <laughs> And even uh, like even the not well known players were were lighting it up for Pumas. Yeah, Scored three goals. I'm looking at the score sheet. I'm like, who the hell are these people? We had uh, some of their midfielders, Facundo, uh, Carlos Gutierrez, and Atroyo. Man, excuse me, but yeah, there's, there's midfielders filling in or uh, you know coming in for the season, and they're they. Their three forwards are, you know, they didn't, they didn't get on the scoreboard, but yeah, they came through. 
And it's unfortunate because some nice goals. Yeah. Uh, not to poop on your parade, but uh, the Nenoa has been ruled out for four weeks. I guess he injured his bicep, so you guys will not be able to count on him for for a month. That's going to hurt. Especially because you don't have Cocoliso anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think you guys yeah. are going to be facing uh, Queretaro next, so you know the football gods are with you right now. Queretaro ended up um, beating Atlas. <laughs> I don't know why I laugh. It's just, oh man! I mean, I don't know who's having a worse season, Cruz Azul or, or Atlas. Man, they just this might be the season they get relegated. They are actually in last place in the in the um, uh, as far as the descenso goes. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna um, enable it this season. I don't know if it's gonna be another season before they start relegating teams, but Atlas, man, they're not doing so well. Man, when have they, you know, <laughs> must suck to be a rojinegro season in and season out of just disappointment. Well, y- you you say that, right? Like, it's like the ongoing joke, but uh, let's be honest, man. They've might they've done something to not get relegated all these years. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's pretty impressive. Like you're you're bad, but you're not that bad that you've actually been. Yeah, but Liga MX relegation is a joke because they have the tabla de porcentaje, and it's like yeah. you have a bad season, but you could have three more bad seasons, and then it's like, and then it's like you still have a chance because they might change the rules. So remember, they did stop relegation. They did. Wasn't it stopped for like, what is it, two years or they something? They said two years, yeah. So we're on year two now. And they've changed all these rules, so it's it's, yeah. it's a joke. It's a joke, but yeah, they should have been. That's a team that just, you know, in, under any other system, they would have gone down. Um, and it sucks for their fans because they have a, very loyal fan base. Um, they don't deserve those fans. I don't know. That team must just be heavily cursed. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, get at that old bouncing back and that's a good, good little pick me up for them. We also had a really good matchup between Santos and Tigres. And uh, I know I, I, there's two teams right now that are really like playing well. Rayalos is one, and Santos are the other team, and they're they're looking good this season. For some reason, um, just not a game for Gignac. I don't even think he was on the bench, so. He was definitely, definitely missing out. And uh, it makes me wonder, you know, how much more can um, Tuca Ferretti squeeze out of this team, man? They're getting old. Yeah, that's been my concern for a while. Um, And going into clubs World Cup, so I'm I'm surprised they didn't get... I was was thinking they were going to load up on, on... players who so besides um coco 
who who else they get? I want to say he was the only one they signed. Actually, I think they signed. Um, uh, no, oh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I was I was thinking two or three at least. You know, hit hit the club's World Cup, but um, I guess they're confident with what they have. Yeah. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? I mean, this has pretty much been the same same team, same lineup for quite some time now. I mean, I guess that's also another part of being successful is consistency. You know, if you know you're playing in. It's true. Yeah. It's but true. that also makes but, you predictable, but, right? Yeah, and, and you, it's a way to keep, keep, um, to keep that squad competitive, bringing in. So, I mean, you could bring two, three players. Doesn't mean they have to be starters, but... Uh, they're challenging for that starting spot, and they're at that level. And uh, and then when your your old players eventually age out, you already have these dudes already lined up to take their place. <clears throat> yeah, I'm really upset because uh, Alan Cervantes is playing very well for Santos, and I'm like, yo, man, we're we're in need of midfielders. You belong to Chivas, but you know you got loaned out to uh, the Santos when. You know, we had all these reinforcements come in, and he was losing his spot to, uh, you know, Gallo. And it's just like, damn, bro, like, this is the kind of player that we could really, really use right now. And uh, he's over there doing big things for Santos. And uh, I wish we could just yank the cord and be like, you know what? Sorry, man, we're going we're gonna to have to call him back. Wouldn't it be surprised if he's one of the players that end up going to the um, the Olympics? He's only twenty three years old. Yeah, if he make the cut. <laughs> and the uh, the last game of the second jornada just ended with Leon and, and Puebla. Uh, uh, sorry, Leon and Pachuca tying zero zero. Grupo Pachuca. Um, yeah, the lion is still sleeping, guys. They're still asleep. Yeah, they're napping. They got that crown. The crown's still on. Uh, they have it at least till the end of the season. But, uh, you know, um, they went up against Tigres and now Pachuca. So hasn't been an easy start for them. Yeah, and, then, you know, again, we were talking about it earlier is uh, they face Rayados next, and maybe this would be a a good opportunity for them to just be like, no, we're not going to play. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's a match between, between, um, teacher, teacher and pupil. Oh, really? Uh, because, because, uh, yeah. Remember, um, Aguirre took Nacho under his oh, wing. Oh, that's right. He, he him, did. He had him at Osasuna and Atletico. So they probably know each other, you know? Yeah, that's that's a that's a um it's a good that's a good matchup right there, man. You know, a lot of the times the student surpasses the teacher, as you know, a great teacher should you know should should be able to to teach their student to surpass their legacy, and uh, it's a great matchup. Uh, unfortunately, I I don't think it's gonna take place. You know, with seventeen players 
Uh, I would not be surprised if they decide, you know, within the next 20, 48 hours that the game has been suspended or, you know, rescheduled because. Uh, that's true. And if it does take, then it's like, I think it'll be a blessing for Leon if it does take place. Yeah, because if you're. Face a week, a week, Royados. Exactly, man. Yeah. One thing I'd like to ask, like, uh, I, what comes to mind is uh, Uriel Antuna. Sure. When he had COVID, um, like, how many of these players that have COVID and then they come back? Because, you, you know, you hear, you hear people have, like, uh, lingering effects. Like, maybe they can't taste or smell still after months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if any of these players, like, have any, like, or even fatigue, like, fatigue that, you know, that seems like the they're case always tired. With, seemed to be the case with Beltran. Yeah. You know, where they said that he just couldn't get match fit. Yeah, I mean, not everyone's going to, like, have these lingering cases, ling- lingering... uh symptoms and stuff but uh you hear about it sometimes so i wonder if any of the players like have <clears throat> continuous things that still affect them from covid after they ha- after like weeks or months yeah it's a great mess up your career it's a great question you know um we you know like who had mentioned we we have known about Bertrand struggling to get stamina back since he got you know he, he tested positive and yeah. bounced back and if I'm not mistaken, like I'm pretty sure we're at the point where there might have been players that have caught it again, you know, for the second time. So it's like, uh, we it's still a very young thing. Like we don't know much about the virus, and um, yeah, I know probably for like older people it might be more of a concern. But I mean, these guys are professionals, you know. What I mean, like they're in the best shape of their lives. Um, so I think they're. They'll they'll be fine for the most part, unless they had like pre existing conditions or if they had asthma or something, you know what I mean? Like most of yeah. these players are are ready to go back or they're even training at home while they're supposed to be, you know, in bed or something. Uh <laughs> did did Cristiano get the the Rona? I know Neymar had it. That he had it like twice. Yeah. yeah, I think he did have it twice. Dude, there ain't no stopping that guy. Yeah, <laughs> it'll ba- it'll bounce off his abs, man. Well, I, f- I forgot. Uh, he did like a physical, and the doctor said like he has the physique of like a you know twenty year old or something, and he's like thirty five now, so he's super healthy, man. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a player abroad action, Chucky Lozano, man. I gotta talk about this guy. He's been on fire this season. He's been scoring left and right, you know. I think he's on two or three goals in a row, yeah, man. He's a complete 360 from the Chucky that couldn't even make it into the training field. That's right. We got Tuso telling him, hey, you don't show up. You don't show up to my training with stink face. <laughs> GTFO, man. <laughs> Just send him home and... and and I think he, you know, he gave him a good ass kicking as far as like the attitude you need, you know, to have that hunger to want to, you know, to want to be a really good player. Not just assume that you already had it made. Um, not sure what was going on with the Chuck, 
but it did seem like Catuso was right, you know, that he he saw something was lacking on on Chucky, and and you know he knew his the talents there, but he he wanted more, and he he got it out of him. So we we should all be grateful, man. Send that dude a gift basket or something. Catuso, <laughs> man, he's yeah. that tough love is exactly what. The most expensive signing for you know Napoli should get. He should get some scrutiny. He should get some. You know the expectations are high. You know. Um, yeah, and you need that sometimes. You you do need like to get scolded. Sometimes you do need. You know, I remember. I still remember once I was playing. I was playing with this team, and we were playing the scrimmage. Uh, so it was inter inter. You know, between the team, they divided the team in two. And uh, I kept messing up the passes. Finally, the coach, because he was playing at the game too, he just he pulled me out, man. He gives me a ball and he's like, here, man, just kick it against the wall. <laughs> oh. It's it it so humiliating, dude. I felt like leaving. He's like, he's like dude, he's like, just kick it against the wall till you could get a pass to get to you. And I was like, you know, I was like, damn, dude. And, and, he would rather take me out and, and them playing one down. And uh, it's very competitive, even though it was it was intramural, you know, it was between the same team. And I was like... there for a good 10 minutes, just <laughs> feeling like a dumbass, but I just kept doing the drill. <laughs> so, he, so he finally dragged me back in the game. And I'm not lying, dude. I was like, just, I, I hustled, man. I, I tried three times harder, man. I was like... And, and so you do need that sometimes where you, you know, cause you notice something in a player where it's like, uh, it's either slacking off or, or, you know, if you lose the ball or you can hustle hard to get it back or if you're seeing something close to you or you're just waiting, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. so much stuff, but, um, you know, everyone else was just playing harder and you saw me just pussyfooting and he's like, yeah. If you're going to play, you know, you have to, you have to be, you know, you have to have ganas, you know. That sounds like uh, Profe Cambia Rayas, man. That's exactly <laughs> what he would do. <laughs> he would take the kid out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't tell. Go ahead. I don't know if Jaime, you knew. I went to LA one time and. Uh, oh, I that's right. See You've seen them. You've seen them train. Who? Yeah. I went to see him. Uh, Juan. Uh, Profe. And Juan. Uh, Profe Cambia Rayas. Oh. I went to see him train um, his kids, his team. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, oh, because he was yelling at him, dude. He was getting mad at him and like doing what pretty much what Joel describes his coach was doing. And I was like, whoa, I was like back in shot. I never seen like, well, I never met him before actually. So I was like, whoa, this guy's like legit <laughs> serious and stuff. And I, was like, I was looking at the parents to see if they're going to get mad at him or something for yelling at their kids. But yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> How old are they? I'm in nose. I think they're like eight or ten. Or oh shit! <laughs> no, no, no. Well, well. Okay, sorry. Still Maybe ten or twelve. Yes. He has different Maybe groups. Oh, he okay. Has he has like the comp. Groups, yeah, he's got like the comp teams yeah. and then like the home league teams. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know why they call him Profe Cambiarayas? No. Does he switch teams well, a lot? No, no. He's a he's a Chiva fan. Uh huh. Hardcore Chiva fan, but so he's training his team and some of his players. They're like teenagers, 
they got scouted by Pachuca. Oh, so shit. They got invited. They got invited to go down there and do tryouts. And so he flew with them and he had a tour of the of the Pachuca facility. So wow. he was telling us he was telling us during one of the pods, you know, it, it sounded super impressed. And so uh, John was saying that when he was there, that his his stripes change color from the, <laughs> from the red chivas to, to the, the to the blue to the blue of Pachuca. So that we nicknamed Profe Cambia Rayos. Profe Cambia. <laughs> well, shout out to uh, Profe. I know he listens to our yeah. podcast and he <laughs> left us a voicemail, I believe. One time he's supposed to come in and and do the um the tactical breakdown a tactical breakdown yeah. and then he but but you know a lot of times at this time he's because he does he'll train like two or three teams wow. of the different age groups so that that's been one of the what's kept him from being at the pot you know because he used to be more regular before mm. okay we'll have to have him on uh looking into match week three we'll go through the uh the fixtures really quickly and uh funnily enough Chivas will be again kicking the week off on Thursday, 7 p.m. They're on the road against Atletico San Luis. And I know you said, hey, you know, like, you know, Puebla and Toluca are no slouch. Like, those are okay to draw. But this is the one that Busa has to win, man. I, I, Atletico <laughs> San Luis, they're, 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 they're up there with Atlas as, as, you know, one of the worst teams in the league. So this, even though they're on the road, um, this needs to be a victory for them. And uh, unfortunately, one of their players got, you know, his knee like tore up from one of the advertisements, I guess, like on the field. Uh, they had like a nail sticking out and he unfortunately got really injured. I don't know if you guys saw that. Damn. No. Yeah. No, I saw Faitelson. Faitelson criti- criticizing the league, calling calling it a banana league. <laughs> <laughs> Banana League? Yeah, Liga Bananera. What does that even mean? It's like third world, very, you know. It's like Mickey Mouse League. Like the old Banana Republic type thing. And that was just like, you know, just third world, very like low budget. It's an unfortunate. It's like saying Mickey Mouse. It's like saying Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate you know situation because you already have to worry about getting injured on the field because of opposing players or you know tackles and stuff. The last thing a player needs to fear or worry about is the pitch. Yeah, that's the one thing that needs to be in control at, at all times. And uh, I don't know if that's a responsibility of the groundsman. Or also the referee, because I know refs are supposed to check, you know, behind the goals before the game, the fl- you know, the flags on the corner kicks. I think that should also be, you know, part of the referee's job as well, you know, to inspect the field of that. I don't know. That's just my opinion. No, there is, you know what, there is like a, like, I don't know if it's called the field marshal, but there is a dude in charge. Mm. Of making sure that the field is in is in playing condition, um, and I don't know if this dude didn't pay attention to the because I, I think that's never been like a problem, you know. 
it's yeah, the that's last never time happened. Yeah. Saw a problem. I don't know if you guys remember um, with Palermo, Martin Palermo, the Argentine. Yeah, yeah. And he was playing for Villarreal, but I think because he stood on top, he was celebrating a goal and he stood on top of one of the headboards and they fell out and broke his foot. Oh, dang. And so I don't know if it was because he put his weight on it or if that mm. thing just wasn't. But it's not meant to jump on top of. Um, yeah. But that's that's like, that was years ago. And that's the last time I've heard of someone being injured on like an ad board. Yeah. Uh, Chivas will have a pretty easy game against Atleti. I would, I would assume so. And uh, yeah, this is a must win victory in my opinion. Um, especially because of the talent we have, and obviously the 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 difference in in just the salaries and and the 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 value of the team. I mean, like we read earlier, like Chivas are like one of the most expensive sides in the league, man. So it's like there's no excuse. Like you have to you have to perform. Um, yeah, no, with San Luis, I know I said how the league can be top to bottom, but um, San Luis is just one, it is one of the weakest. It's one of the teams where where I can't just, they need points. And that's, that's one of the, they were like, if they weren't the worst, they were like the second worst last season. And doesn't seem much improvement there. So I do think Chivas really needs to get that win. And it, and it's, they do need to go all out right there. On Friday, Puebla will play against Tijuana. Uh, one thing with Tijuana is they have not conceded a goal yet. So this should be an interesting matchup on Friday at 5.30. We'll see if Puebla can continue on this upward trajectory. Or if Tijuana will hold them to a draw. Uh, then on the last game on Friday will be Mazatlan and Santos. Mazatlan uh, beat Nicaxa 3-2. And then they they lost against Pumas 3-0. So they're facing Santos, who uh, are obviously on a really good streak at the current moment. And uh, they're also the team that hasn't conceded a goal yet. So... Although they're on the road, I think Santos might have this in the bag. What do you guys think? Santos? Yeah, that's an easy one. Against Mazatlan? Mazatlan is, uh, they're sort of clownish. I don't know. Clown? Are you saying that because of boy? Because No, because of the uh, their social media. Antic. Oh yeah, they're so they <laughs> did win they did win their opening match. Yeah, three two. Three two. And uh who I mean I forgot, do you remember who it was? Who what? Toluca, right? Who they beat? They... No, Nakaxa. Oh Nakaxa. Yeah. Yeah, boy, and you know I've said I've said boy, he's not he gets painted as a bad coach. He he's not a bad coach. He's he's I wouldn't say he's good at the same time you don't have to like go to extremes. 
but he's not bad. He's he's a decent coach. Uh, when you were talking about Jaime earlier on how uh, Atlas has avoided relegation, and he he was the coach when they were in danger of being relegated. That's right. And he he helped them avoid that. And when he was at um, in Morelia, he took them to a final. So I mean, it's he just you know gets painted in a bad light. Uh, I, I don't think at Chivas, I, I don't think he was bad. Like, cause I just think he came at a bad time. The whole comes at the end of the season, and, and you only have four games. <laughs> um, all of that stuff just it, they just set him up to fail. That that's my opinion. But I think that um, yeah, I I think he's proving that that he's 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 you know. He's not as bad as people were making him out to be. Well, he's going to have a tough task. I think Santos will have this in the bag. But who knows? Mazatlan are one of the few teams that have a home field advantage because they have fans. And El Kraken, which is a great name for a stadium. (laughs) Uh, Like we mentioned, we'll have... To be on a day-to-day with uh, with Monterrey's situation, not sure if that game against Leon will be postponed, but it is scheduled to start at 3 on Saturday to start off the, the Saturday soccer festival. And then Atlas will host Tigres. Oh, boy. I don't know, man. This could be an upset. You know, um, Tigres are probably going to start resting players soon. Uh, to make room for the Club World Cup, which is, you know, they're going to start in, in February. So I don't know how cautious they'll be. Uh, it is Atlas, so they could easily, you know, field a, a B-side and still be somewhat competitive. Um, but then, you know, Tuca Freti is also very, very hard-headed, doesn't like to make too many changes to the lineup. So I actually don't think it'll be as easy as people think. Uh, even though we give Atlas a hard time, maybe this is the, the the match that they upset. Who knows? Chiquis. Did Chiquis leave us? He he probably he did. Watching <laughs> oh, watching my Chicharro battery's at 2%. Uh, <laughs> how convenient. You don't have a, you don't have a <laughs> connection. I also got a notification that uh, Chicharito started a live video on IG. So, what a coincidence that you are suddenly offline. <laughs> he started a live video on IG. Uh, actually, it was probably 30 minutes ago, but. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. That's when he just talks about like uh, philosophical stuff. I hate to get sidetracked, but um, he had a, a crazy. Like, I, I didn't even bother watching his story on one of these days, but it was. You know how, like, on when you do a story, you see, like, the little, like, hyphens, and it shows how many stories are, are in this guy's story? Dude, this guy had, like, yeah. a million dots, man. He was answering, like, every question that was being thrown at him. Like, dude, you need to lay off social media, bro. This is why you're having such a bad year. Yeah, that, I agree, man. Like, that's a big distraction. I don't think, and, you know, a lot of people go in there, and they're just talking shit, and they... And and you could tell it's bugged him, cause cause the whole cheating stuff. Like even his wife was hearing about it, where she had to make a statement. So it's like, why are you bothering with that? You know. 
he's getting <clears throat> he's getting uh, I don't know. Hey, Wars, he's, is that? He he's he was playing no, he's playing Warzone with a uh, oh shoot. With a uh, pro player from FaZe Clan. Wait, with with like the same team or against? No, they're on the same team. I guess they're friends. They're in, he might be in LA also. He's, he's bound but to. he was like he was hyping him up. He was saying, Dang Chicharito, you're pretty good. And uh, you know, just keep on doing he what you're wants, you're doing. He wants them so, tickets, man. He, I he think he's like VIP it. Galaxy tickets, huh? No, dude, Chicharito likes um, the hype. He likes gaming. He likes getting recognition. He likes positive. Gonna be like that his... positive reinforcement, bro. He's a little kid. He loves that. Yeah, that's that's gonna be his career, man. He's he's down like with this streaming stuff. He's, yeah, he's gonna be the. He's making money, dude. Is I he? mean, it, probably nothing. Oh yeah, on Twitch. He's getting subscribers. He's getting donations. He's making money wow. just like a regular streamer. Yeah, let's raise money and, for uh, the millionaire. Let's <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's support the millionaire. Got, Galaxy, like, Galaxy must be pissed, man. They just paid all this money, and this dude's he's more. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you guys meant you signed me for E League. I didn't know we were playing actual <laughs> soccer. This is free time, bro. He can do what he he can do with what he wants. But man, you know, if you're he, sucking balls, man, come on. <laughs> I mean, I I agree with you, Tiki's. I agree, but if you're, if you're you they paid all this money and and you have this obligation, you know, to like to be yeah. there kicking ass, man. And if, if you're agree. not doing it, then at least stay low a bit. Like, don't yeah, need to keep it on the down low. Do man. that shit. Don't fucking stream oh, it. Just you know, it's yeah, like I it's see, like I see your point. It's like the kid that, uh, you know, he brings his report card home. He's got nothing but Fs. And you're like, you know, how did this happen? And then, you know, the next scene is him just playing video games all day at home. And the parents not really care. You know what I mean? Like, that's basically the situation we're in right now. It's like, dude, this guy's failing right now. And then all you see is what he's doing. And what he's doing is he's playing Warzone. <laughs> he's on he's IG. Like replying to like a hunt dude i'm all right i follow a lot of females on ig and i there's times where i'm like <laughs> this is getting ridiculous with the amount of like store like i just like i'm not gonna look at all those stories bro that's like 30 minutes of my life and then i look on i do the I, I actually saw it on twitter first because someone took a screenshot and i was like bro there's no way he is basically just living on ig right now and uh yeah. and also with like all the uh, the un, you know we don't really know what's going on with him and his wife and it's like I feel like that's very like disrespectful dude. No, and you know what it does become a distraction like like I'm not saying it is but it is potential distraction like when this happened with you and like maybe it's a game or whatever you get into and you're so into it you could be at work but you're thinking about but that other stuff and sometimes that means you might not be paying as much attention to your job. Or school, you know, because you're just thinking of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And that that could be one thing with Chicharo where he's like, he's at the Galaxy practice and he's just thinking of, of you know, a headshot or something. He's like, <laughs> it's like, bro. I should do this in this map. Oh, wait, wait, did I you know what? the PlayStation on for, for the midnight download? <laughs> he probably, that's probably why he realized, you know, his wife's cheating on him or something. He probably has no idea. He's 
He's in his little. He's little. He's in his little game room, just playing video games all day. And Sarah's just like, "Yo, what the hell, man?" She's in the next room, getting pounded by uh, that. What's his face? Dreyfus. Dreyfus. He can't hear over the gunshots. He's like, I can headboards banging, and he thinks is the is is the video game. And then they're all having like you know, like dinner. And then he, and, yeah, then, and, and like, then, and then he looks like, on his. Why are you guys sweaty? No, <laughs> yeah, you know they're all trying to like keep it like oh, like in, inconspicuous. And then all of a sudden he looks at <laughs> he looks at his phone. He's like, oh my god, I can't believe it. And then they're like, whoa, 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 you know, oh man, I gotta go stream again. You know, the new map just <laughs> a new map just <laughs> new dropped. Map just <laughs> and they're just like looking at him like, uh, when are you gonna tell him, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's not looking good. Um. Then again, MLS doesn't even have a start date yet. Who knows? It might be March. So he's got he's got another two months to mess around. I guess. I would, man. I wouldn't. I would want that dude to be like. He should be getting a loan. Kid, like Karate Kid movie, like Miyagi. <laughs> that dude. He's, he's washing cars, painting fences. The equivalent of what's going to make you a better soccer player. You know. I know, man. <laughs> I niveles, you know, you look at Ronaldo's like IG, like his stories. He's just like working out all the time. <laughs> he's he's got like yeah, man, he's got his like kid on his on his back, and he's doing you know push ups and stuff. <laughs> that that should be Kichero, man, yeah. going on a, those runs like Rocky type, chasing chickens. And he he did the little drinking drinking raw eggs for breakfast. He did that basic hike to the uh, Hollywood sign. Even I did that when I was in LA, bro. That's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, you can't. You go to the observatory, you take selfies all day. Like, come on, bro. Like, that's a basic ass, like, hike, bro. Like, you're a professional soccer player, man. You should be running up those hills and you should be, like, I don't know, wearing a parachute, you know, like the little parachutes that give you resistance. So you, like, you run and you have to try harder. Yeah. He needs to be you doing that be kind of the, shit. In the, in the fireman outfit with the manguera going up and down stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I I do think I do think he should be more. That should be more like like to me. If I'm a, if I was a Galacto fan, I would be more hopeful if that was his IG of him. You know, like CR7 just going ham with the workouts, not you know playing and answering questions on uh, on social media. <clears throat> yeah. Somehow he always finds a way to to get into the podcast every episode, but it's just the reality is is again we have a, a striker uh, crisis right now with you know Raul being out, um, Asias being uh, sick, and no 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 many strikers left. You know, like we didn't don't... go ahead. Well, Raul is back to training, isn't he? Um. He... I think he's still doing his own training. Like he's he's like with the team and stuff. But I don't think he's actually like training training with them. I think he's still doing his own like personal training on the side. I don't know. All right. <clears throat> I'm just you know trying to avoid him going for a header during training, and then he turns into Humpty Dumpty again. You know, it's just not the case. He gets shattered. It's like, bro, you already cracked your your noggin once, man. You gotta wear headgear from here on here on out. You know, it'll be the Peter Check of Mexico. Yeah. 
But who knows if he has to, you know, because we haven't seen him like in a not even a training match, bro. That he was just at a game, right? Yeah, was, yeah that that big old scar. It's bad, dude. It's it's a gnarly ass scar. There's definitely gonna be some trauma there, and I would take every precaution to protect that man. Yeah. Um, finishing off the fixtures, then we can wrap it up. With uh, again, we don't know if America will also be, you know, t- tested heavily, and and they might be, um, ruled out for their game against Juarez, you know, because they did play Monterrey. So there's a high possibility that those players got infected as well. Uh, on Sunday we have three, ma- uh, two matches: uh, Toluca against Necaxa. Uh, I think with Toluca, at least in the form they're in, you know, they tied against Chivas. They they had their game against. Um, uh, their victory against uh, Querétaro. Uh, they're the highest scoring team right now. And they play Necaxa. Uh, I think that, that could be a good game for them. Um, I could see going to a draw. I could see a victory for, for Toluca at home. And then uh, Querétaro versus Pumas. I don't know, Chiquis. What do you got? It all depends on... Uh... Home to home game, so this is an away game for. Uh, it's an away game for uh, Pumas. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be close, but uh, it's a it's a potential win as well or tie against Querétaro. Querétaro isn't. The question is, will you be able to continue the clean sheet? I think so. Maybe. Yeah, I think a tie is very feasible. And then the final game, uh, match day three, will be a week from now. Uh, Pachuca and Cruz Azul. So I don't know why Pachuca is playing on Mondays now, but um, it's a great opportunity for them to continue the beatdown and the the destruction of of Cruz Azul. Man, just continue to break that <laughs> that fragile fragile state they're in right now. We'll have to see if, you know, there will be discipline uh, against Cabecita Rodriguez for, you know, breaking protocol or whatever, uh, for partying. Um, but I would say, you know, Pachuca might have a good chance of, of getting a victory. Uh, again, it was a pretty boring match today against uh, Leon. So I think they've had back-to-back draws to start the season. And with that, boys... Uh, that wraps up uh, our podcast for tonight. Do you guys have any closing thoughts before we sign out? No. Stay away from the corona, I guess. Oh. I think we lost somebody. Uh, looks like oh. Joel had to go, but... Oh, he's back. Well, do you have any closing okay, thoughts? Um, <laughs> damn, over the league. Just, uh, you know, to my Chiba bros, patience. Patience, although if if they can't beat uh, San Luis, then um, it's going to be harder to convince them that Buse, you know, Buse knows what he's doing, but... um. I, I think the team's on the right path. It might not be playing up to 
do what people expect them to, but I still feel that, you know, they're on the right path to, uh, you know, qualifying to Lee again. Yeah, I think getting there, kicking and screaming or somewhere or another, clawing their way, you know, accumulating points by draws, whatever the case may be, I, I do expect and demand Chivas to be back in Liga and to finish off what they couldn't do last season, uh, which is get to the final. Um, I mean, those are my expectations of this season. Now that Vucetic had a full, uh, you know, preseason and, a, and this is his, he's got a clean, clean start. You know, he's not coming in mid mid season to uh, fix the mess or whatever from Tena. So uh, I think against Atletico San Luis, we'll see what happens. Maybe, you know, get a victory on the road, start scoring goals. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for, for hopping on today. And thanks for the listeners for, for listening every week, tuning in, make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter and uh, reach out to us on the, on the voicemail on anchor on our landing page. Uh, This is the Cantina MX Football Podcast. Hope you guys have a great night and be safe out there.